Hello, welcome to the self-learning podcast by Dr. Shishma Singh. Let us start discussion on Unit 11, Impact of Decentralized Development. And our topic is Impact of Decentralized Development. A remarkable change in the democratic structure of governance is underway in India. Following the 73rd and 74th Constitutional Amendment Acts, the Acts were culmination of a historic political move towards deepening democracy and advancing development through decentralization by making Panchayati Raj institutions, PRIs and municipal institutions mandatory. The acts aimed at building up local bodies as institutions of self-government. The decentralization process has now given rural and urban local bodies an opportunity to assume greater responsibility for rural and urban management. The installation of representative local governments across the country apart from political decentralization also enables to a substantial extent a multi-level self-governance in the cities and villages of the country. The amendment acts have provided a broad structure for organizing rural and urban governance. The rural and urban local bodies are expected to assume a larger role in planning, financing and management of rural and urban areas. Apart from these, decentralized development has its impact on all the dimensions like political, administrative, functional and financial. It has both its positive and negative impacts. These impacts are discussed in the succeeding phases. Now let us move to the next point, political decentralization. Under political decentralization, the political and constitutional status has been given to local institutions, both rural and urban and elected members through the 73rd and 74th Constitutional Amendment Acts. The Acts have empowered the local institutions and has opened avenues for facilitating social mobilization process at the grassroots level. They have provided a framework for decentralization at three levels, district, block and village, by providing a uniform three-tier structure for rural and urban areas as also a uniform term of five years for each tier. The uniform tenure ensures that the local bodies do not remain in a state of suspended animation for long. If at all the local bodies are superseded before the completion of their tenure, 
provisions for fresh elections within a period of six months has been provided for in the acts. Thus, the local bodies can remain suspended only for a period of six months in the new dispensation. This is a very positive impact of decentralized development. Now, let us discuss elections. The impact of direct election of chairperson of the Gram Panchayat was good. It, was, it has been observed that such a chairman is a strong executive head and at the same time is also directly accountable to the people. The field experiences from Andhra Pradesh and other states reveal that the direct election of the chairpersons that is the sarpanch of the gram panchayat tends to promote the emergence of the people not only for his actions but also for performance of the gram panchayat as a whole. Whereas on the other hand in the states like Karnataka the chairman is indirectly elected from amongst the elected members of the Gram Panchayat. It is felt that direct election of the chairman leads to chairman becoming a dictator, taking unilateral decisions and becoming partisan to a particular group or a community. Hence, the state opted for indirect election of the chairman. Now the next point is reservation. Another area of decentralization where its impact can be assessed is the participation of the SE or ST and OBC and women in PRIs and ULBs. Some 3 million people have been elected to local councils at all three levels of local government including one million women and a large number of SC and STs. The very presence of large numbers of poor people in local councils mainly on account of seat reservations is a very significant development in the local political landscape of most part of the rural India where they were previously excluded from the public life and political participation. Vastly increased numbers of elected representatives have provided new opportunities for political representation at the local level, especially for women and marginalized social groups. The reservations have provided underprivileged groups with increased visibility and an opportunity to influence local affairs. There are many instances where women have managed to generate modest local development dividends by marshalling financial resources and lobbying bureaucrats 
and politicians at high levels. The most positive impact of reservation for women is the recognition of the value of education by women. New Panchayat or municipality members experienced many handicaps due to lack of education. This made them keen to educate their daughters. In the near future, female literacy and education will definitely improve. Besides, the status of women in their families has been enhanced due to their participation in the public sphere of panchayats and municipalities. Some of the women representatives have highlighted that their husbands have stopped battering them and many have even given up drinking. As a result, they have become more confident and there is significant improvement in their self-image. Even the other village or town women have started up coming out of their homes. They approach the women leaders with petitions about family conflicts, disputes over land, employment and housing. Studies from Karnataka indicate that the women have made some headway in Gram Panchayas by using reserved seats as a vintage point to shape local development priorities. Scattered evidence suggests that the individual women panchayat leaders have registered significant success in securing government resources for sanitation and street lighting, local infrastructure in the form of village roads and community buildings, and ensuring that the public servants such as school teachers carrying out their designated responsibilities. These modest but important gains demonstrate the ability of women to use the elected office for the benefit of the community and strengthen their legitimacy as elected representatives. Many such success stories about the effective participation of women have already been discussed in detail in Unit 5. Reservation of seats for SC and ST have provided them a guaranteed level of representation and share of leadership positions. It has ensured the access of SEs and STs to rural or urban power structure, thereby legally enlarging the social base of the system. Now the people from SC and ST community are in a position to air their grievances and get them cleared through process of participatory decision-making process. Some elected presidents from these communities have been able to use their new found authority to significant effect by bringing in more resources and challenging caste discrimination in village affairs. The reservation has thus enlarged the participatory process at the local level because of mandatory 
participation of women and weaker sections in these bodies, besides facilitating greater degree of communication among the ruler and urban people, irrespective of their caste or gender affiliations. It has also opened vistas of social change, thereby accepting the process of equity with social justice. On the other hand, the reservation of seats for SC and ST and women has its negative impact too. Elite dominance continued to prevail in most panchayats and municipalities. As a result, the traditional caste loaders and landed elites dominated decision making by proxy or manipulations during the first phase of functioning of PRIs and ULBs. Outspoken SC and female representatives have often had to contend with violence, ostracism or non-cooperation from dominant interests. There have been repeated cases of violence directed at SC representatives and a series of publicized murders. There are numerous instances where women elected abused and violence and in some cases have been murdered. Role of Grab Sabha The Gram Sabha cornerstone of the entire scheme of democratic decentralization was non-functional prior to 73rd Constitutional Amendment Act. Even after amendment, it has not been activated to the desired extent. Realizing the importance of this institution at the local level, the government declared the year 1999-2000 as the year of Gram Sabha. As a result, Gram Sabha started meeting on specified dates and local people came in large numbers to attend the meetings in states like Rajasthan, Madhya Pradesh, Kerala, etc. In Rajasthan, the general masses who elected their Gram Panchayat representatives have become aware of their sovereign power to control the governance and functioning of an elected body like Gram Panchayat. Whenever the meetings of the Gram Sabha is convened for the selection of beneficiaries under various programs of the government, it is well attended by the villagers. Now they are very cautious that there should not be any favor and partisanship in selecting the beneficiaries. The educated youth of area has awakened and now they are asking the president, the head of the village panchayas, that how they have utilized the resources of finances coming to them either from state or the central government. With the passing of Right to Information Act, the people now know that they have a right to ask for a copy 
for any document relating to the affairs of village from the gram panchayat and thereby bringing transparency in the working of gram panchayat in kerala detailed development plans are developed through open assemblies at the village level and are only sent upwards for finalization after the needs and priorities at that level has been openly debated these meetings where plans developed at the village level are put to vote are open to everyone in the village and the plans developed are comprehensive with both horizontal and vertical linkages of projects and other activities besides the gram sabha also reviews expenditure details and implementational status of projects agreed upon in the previous year as a result the gram sabha become directly accountable to the people and there is little space for misuse of funds the experience of people's plan through gram sabha infused enthusiasm among people who have been taking very active part in gram sabhas especially because plan funds to the tune of 40 50 lakhs were placed at the disposal of every panchayat to sanction need based proposal given by the gram sabha whereby the aspirations of local people were fulfilled the examples of kerala and rajasthan clearly prove that the gram sabha have started functioning thereby enlarging people's participation in various part of the country the anger of the people has outburst in the meetings of gram sabha and this has compelled the local leadership and local bureaucracy to satisfy the eager voices in these meetings this is a very positive impact of decentralized development strengthening of gram sabha has resulted in greater involvement of people besides facilitating transparency and accountability at the village level besides propelling the process of consultation and participation though a lot has to be achieved but still a beginning has been made the effective functioning of gram sabha should not be restricted to few states rather it should spread across the country only then the real fruits of decentralization can be achieved now let us wind up the session and take rest thank you very much for engaging yourself with the self learning podcasts